If God is able, we are able. Welcome to the podcast from One Cause Church. Okay, to our message. Don't worry, my message is short, so I'm not, not going to keep you long just because I wanted to talk about something else. It's super short. In the first service, well, I'll do it with y'all too. Okay, everybody repeat after me. Pastor Eric, it was awesome. All right, now you know what to say when he asks you. By the way, Pastor Eric is in Dallas this morning. We are launching, uh, or he is setting in Pastor Derek and Jennifer as the pastors of the Dallas congregation. We're very excited about that. Yes. So keep them in your prayer, that whole Keep them uh, in prayer, the whole team, and just everything that they're doing there, all the work that they're doing, we're very excited. I was thinking this morning that uh, Derek and Jennifer have been by mine and Eric's side basically since they got married about 15 years ago. They have gone everywhere with us. They've done whatever we're doing. They've been right alongside of us. So this is exciting, but it's also a little bit tough to to sow them into that uh, community. But that's that's what we're doing. We're sowing them. We're sowing them to that community, and we're going to have a great harvest to show for it. And so we're just excited about what they're doing, and they're excited, and it's already been great and only going to get greater. All right, turn to your Bibles uh, in Genesis chapter 1, starting with verse 26, Genesis 1. Hopefully you can all find Genesis 1. If not, stick around. You'll learn something. I want to talk to you this morning um, and hopefully I can help you see yourself in a new light for some of you. Number one, I want to show you that you are God's idea. Number two, I want to show you that you are God's copy. And finally, I want to show you that you are God's partner. I'm going to start by reading the whole passage for you. Genesis 1, 26 through 28 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over, the, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on earth. Let's go back to verse 26 for a second where it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Everything in this room that you see here, all of this music equipment, the chairs that you sit on, the carpet, even the padding under the carpet, it started with an idea. Somebody had the idea to create these things. They even had the idea, if you'll notice on your chairs, how they have hooks that hook them together. They even had the idea to put that hook on there to hook it to the chair next to it. But all of these ideas came from a need. Someone saw the need to connect those chairs so that they wouldn't come apart. God had an idea to make man in his image, but this idea was birthed from a need. Well, what could God possibly need? What could Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, possibly need? He had everything. He had created the the earth, the waters, all of the animals. He had created it, and it was good. 
The Bible says after he created each thing, it was good. He had this wonderful, perfect creation. What could he possibly need? He had angels to worship him continually, never stopped worshiping him. But still, God had a need. I kind of see it as like this. Uh, He had so much to entertain him for all of eternity, I think. He had like this giant life, or made alive Lego set. Like, Like he had the water and all the animals and all this, and he could do whatever he wanted with it. He could just make fountains shoot up out of the ocean whenever he wanted. He could take like a sheep and dip it in the ocean and see what happened or take like a dolphin and set it in front of a giraffe just to see how they react to each other. That sounds silly to y'all, but come on. You do things like spin your kid around until they're dizzy and then set them down and see what happens. It's the same type of thing. He could make just flowers bloom at will. I mean, there's so much he could have done, but (laughs) but he needed something. What God needed was somebody to love and to be loved by. Because 1 John 4, 8 says, come on, guys, I don't have it memorized like my husband. No, I'm kidding. You're doing a great job. 1 John 4, 8 says, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. He is love. So love created someone to love and to be loved by. He is love, and love is meant to be shared, so he needed somebody to share this great love with. And so he had an idea. I'm going to create man in my image so that I have somebody to love. So he made you, and he made me. He created man in his image capable of love, yet at first man rejected him. If you remember in the beginning... They wanted the benefits that God had for them, but they didn't really want him. They said, just tell us what to do to have all the things that you have for us, and we'll do it. And how many of you know they failed? They couldn't even do that. Just, just tell us what to do to get what you have for us, and, and that's as much as we want from you. And that just, didn't, that just didn't do it for God. So he came up with a plan, and he took a great risk You know, Pastor Eric has shared with y'all before that we would never give up our son for anybody. There's not one person in this world that we would hand over the life of our son for, especially if there was a chance that you wouldn't receive it, what was done for you. But God took this great risk, and and he gave his son Jesus. He created us in his image, and then he created himself in our image. He came as a man, and he, he, he sacrificed his son for us to reconcile us back to him because we didn't choose to love him, so he took everything that separated us from him, and he sent it to the grave with Jesus. All that separated you from God, the law, all the sin, that hung on the cross with Jesus and went to the grave with him, but when he came out of the grave, that stayed dead. Amen? And he did that so that we could have free and bold access to him. What a sacrifice. What love. But it was a risk. There was no guarantee. This was just the greatest expression of love that he could think to do for us. The greatest expression of love that he could give us was to give us his son. 
And he took a chance that we would receive that love and that we would love him back. And I'm so glad that he did. So you were God's idea. He, he, he thought to create you, to love and to be loved. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I love this because he, he talks of man as one. But then he says, in the image of God, he created him, male and female. We are all the same in God's eyes. Male, female, black, white, tall, short, skinny, fat. We are all made in his image. And I just love that he, cre he put, links us all together. There's no male and female. We're all man. And he, so, so we're all created in his image. Jeremiah, come here for a second. I'm so grateful for this guy today. Pastor Eric is gone. And yeah, y'all can give him a hand. Go ahead. <laughs> Pastor Eric is gone and the crew that's in Dallas and Pastor Brandon's preaching in Cooper this morning. So this guy stepped up and filled some shoes today and I appreciate that. But I have a question for you. Jeremiah, do you have a grandma? Yes. You do. Do you love your grandma? Yes, very much. That's good. Okay. Say you went to David Salinas' house, and David Salinas was in his backyard, and he had a picture of your grandma on the fence. And he was shooting at that picture of your grandma with a BB gun. How would you feel about that? It, it wouldn't work out well for him. Wouldn't work out well for him. But it's just an image of your grandma. It's not your grandma. No, it's my grandma. It's... Because as an image of God, he sees us the same as if we were God. Thank you. Which brings me to my point. You are God's copy. You are his image in the earth. I have a favorite show that I like to watch. I don't watch many shows. If you ask me about The Voice, I don't watch it. If you ask me about most things. But there's one show that I always look forward to, new episodes being created, and it's called Gravity Falls. And it's an animated show. I think it comes on Disney Channel. <laughs> and if you know anything about this show, it's very silly and very goofy, but I always make sure that I have the new episodes recorded. Seriously, if you look it up, please don't lose respect for me because it is a really goofy show. But I love it. And if you ever have stayed at my house or lived with me, which I think that's about half of you, you know that we love that show at our house. Um, but on Gravity Falls, the premise of the show is that there's this old kind of crazy man and he owns what's called a mystery shack. And it's sort of like Ripley's Believe It or Not, he has all this mysterious things, and it's a tourist attraction. Well, somehow he got custody of his little niece and nephew for the summer, so they came to stay with their uh, uncle for the summer. And, and uh, they're, they're getting into all kinds of stuff, because it's a new adventure for them, a new place, and so they have all sorts of things that they do and that happen to them. It's a great show. But the little boy, the main character of the show, his name is Dipper. That tells you what, yeah, the show, the main character's name is Dipper. And Dipper has an idea one day. Dipper wants to be more than one place at one time. 
And so Dipper goes and jumps on the Xerox machine, and he makes a copy of himself, and it works. Now there's two Dippers, and they can be two different places at two different times, do twice as much in the same amount of time. Well, that works out so great, Dipper does it again. He Xeroxes another copy of himself, and another, and another, and another. Well, then the copies start making copies of themselves. So there's all these little Dippers running around doing Dipper things. Well, at one point, something goes wrong. One of the copies gets on the Xerox machine, and there's a paper jam. Well, this paper jam copy of Dipper doesn't turn out quite right. He's a little bit unhinged. <laughs> you are not a paper jam copy of God. You are a perfect image of who he is in this earth. He created you in his image so that you could act like him in the earth. As his copy, you have the authority that he has. And you should use that authority because you have authority over all that is in this earth. He's, the Bible says he's given us dominion over all the earth. Dominion means the right and the power to govern and control. And so we have the right and the power to govern and control everything that's on this earth. And you know what that includes? That includes the enemy and his cohorts that are at work in this earth. You have the power and dominion over every dark spirit that's on this earth and the things that they do when they're here. You have the power and the authority to command those things to leave in the name of Jesus. Amen? And anything that they cause, any sickness, calamity, oppression, depression, addiction, whatever it is that those types of spirits bring to this world, you have dominion over those things. And you can tell them to go when they have to go in the name of Jesus. Amen? Use that authority. Greater is the power that lives in us than any power of darkness in the world. But with all that capacity and the ability become, comes accountability and responsibility. That's the part sometimes we don't like. We want all the power. We want all the ability. But then the accountability and the responsibility, whoa, that's the heavy part of it. But the power and authority that was imparted to us was imparted to us by love. 1 John 4, 17 says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. You are created in his image, and you are his copy for this reason, to be God's partner. You are God's partner. Verse 28 says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on earth. This is where he instructs us to partner together with him to do what he came up with in verse 26. He says, okay, I've got these images, these copies of me on the earth. This is what I want you to do. And he gave us dominion over everything, but he also gave us this command, to be fruitful and multiply. As God's copy, you have authority, but as God's partner, you have purpose, a reason to exercise the authority that he's given us. One thing I think about that's beautiful about this verse is that the very pinnacle of love that a man and a woman have together is what creates life 
When he says be, be fruitful and multiply, it's out of love that we do that, just out of love that he created us to begin with. And sure, there's, there's, there have been lives that were created out of circumstances other than love. We, we all know people who maybe uh, got pregnant out of wedlock or, or something like that. Those are just paper jam copies of what God's ordained. That doesn't, that, that's just, uh, you know, Satan doesn't have any new ideas. He doesn't come up with any new ideas of his own. He takes what God has come up with and he per- perverts it or twists it a little bit and tries to convince us that that's okay too. And don't get me wrong, if there are people who have, who have been created out of these types of circumstances, they're just as, as much the image of God as we are. Or if there are people that have been the reason that people were created out of these circumstances, they're just as much the image of God as you are. And you should love them just as much as God's shown his love to you. There was a story that one of the Osteen girls told, and my favorite part of this story was not even the point of it, but uh, she was talking about how she couldn't have children. She was not able to. She and her husband tried for years and years. And finally, the, um, one of the directors of Mercy Me Ministries uh, that houses young pregnant girls, she called the, the, one of the Osteen girls and she said, I have a little girl here who, who made a mistake and she got pregnant. And she said, and she's not pregnant with one baby, but she's pregnant with twins. She said, she has a list because one of the things that they do at Mercy Ministries is they don't, they don't just say, you need to, you know, hand over your baby, but they treat these girls with respect. And one of the things that they do is they let the girl pick out all of the qualities of the adopting parents when they're going to give their baby up for adoption. And so this, this girl had made a list, and when uh, the Osteen girl gave the list. I thought it was so funny how specific she was and all the things that she wanted for the mother who was going to raise these babies that she gives birth to. And one of them was that she be in full-time ministry. Um, another was that she have a certain salary, I think. I'm not sure what they all were, but they were very specific. And one of them, the final one, the director said, and now this one I think I can work with her on. If she'll just listen to me, I think we can get past this. But she said, I want because she's having twins, she wanted one, of the, one or both of the parents to be a twin. And the Osteen girl that was on the other end of the phone just laughed because she said, it turns out my husband's a twin. And so it just worked out perfectly that the children that this lady had been believing God for showed up. They were just, this, this came to her. She didn't go looking to adopt these children, but this came to her. But what I thought about was how awesome it is that this young girl who made a mistake, and she got to make a list for what she wanted, the the lady who was going to raise these babies, and God met every single one of those requirements for this girl. It didn't matter that she got into the position she was in by mistake. That didn't matter. God loved her enough to make sure that everything that she wanted in in the lady that was going to raise her children was met, and I thought that was so beautiful, such a beautiful picture of the love of God. Um, Ray, come here for a second. I'll come to you. It's all right. Pinch me. I pinched her. Now, (laughs) I just wanted to do that. 
No, I'm just kidding. Now, when I pinched Ray and I asked her what I did to her, she said, you didn't, she didn't tell me you pinched the lower part of my arm. She said, you pinched me. Because when I pinch a part of her, that's the same as pitching, pitching, pinching her. Luke 10, 2 says, then he said to them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. You are not only a part of the body of Christ, but you are the body of Christ. You're a copy of him, and you're given a purpose, and that purpose is to go out and bring in the harvest, his harvest. This is his harvest, and we're just commanded to go out for him as him in the earth and gather this harvest for him. We're partnering with him to bring in the harvest, and that's our purpose. And how do we do that? We do that by expressing the very love of God that we have received from him to those that we come in contact with. That's how we bring in the harvest, by recognizing, too, that they are made in the image of God and that they are loved by God, just as we recognize that we are. And letting them know the same things that you've learned today. Number one, that they are his idea, that he created them in his image, that they are his copy, and that he not only made them in his image, but he gave them his authority. And tell people what they're capable of in this earth. Tell people that they are the body of Christ in this earth. And then help them realize that they, they too, like you are, his partner in this earth. That they too, once they receive the love of God, can reap the harvest alongside him. Amen. Father, I thank you for this time together in your word, Lord. I thank you that for these, your people, that are called to be laborers, that they would just, they would take that command and they would go with it and they would share the love that you've given to them so freely, that they would so freely share it with others. Lord, we thank you that it is by your love that we came into the kingdom and by your love that we can share you with others. Father, I thank you right now for sending people into each and every one of your people's lives, Lord, that we can make an impact in their lives, and therefore making an impact in the kingdom. We thank you for it now. We call it done in the name of Jesus. And everybody who agrees said, amen. All right, Pastor John is going to come and release us this morning. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We want to invite you to join us in service Sundays at 9.30 a.m., 11 a.m., or 1 p.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Please visit onecausechurch.com for location and events. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Cause Church. If you'd like to partner with our ministry, you can now donate securely online. Just click on the link located on the front page of our website at onecausechurch.com.